Purchase a Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat ticket to an upcoming jazz game and receive unlimited hot dogs, soda, popcorn, nachos, and ice cream, starting as low as $37 per ticket. Visit utahjazz.com or call 325-2999 to buy your Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat tickets now. Time to welcome in our college football insider, Riley Jensen. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Riley, good morning. What's going on, fellas? Well, football's looking pretty predictable around these parts right now. The Utes are going to Arizona. And BYU's going to UMass. Utes are favored by 23 now, and BYU's favored by 40 and a half points. Don't forget the hook. And then there's your Aggies playing Boise State at home and eight-point underdogs. You feel like you can pick all three of these games right now without any discussion? Uh, probably. <laughs> I think you probably could. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about what's going on with Jordan Love and the quarterback situation, and I'm worried about just the fact that the Wyoming win was big, but it still didn't feel like it was great offense. Didn't feel like it was something that that Utah State has kind of fixed the problems and that they're ready to move forward and, and be the team that we thought they were going to be this year. And so I, I think you could probably predict all three games fairly easily this weekend. So I was told, Riley, you gave a hell of a talk in church a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> That's what you were told. Yeah. I, well, I was trying to find your church, and I, you know, I I knocked on your door. <laughs> and no one was there, so no, I, I we were there. Went, I was just it. peeking through the curtains. <laughs> oh, okay, good, good. I'm glad you were there. <laughs> yeah. I sent the yeah. dog out back. I told the kid, "Don't answer it. Don't answer it." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when they show up with white shirts and a tie, it always you, makes me nervous, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, can I just can I just mention something that I that, that I really found? Uh, just I just I was watching Tyler Huntley play uh, in the game on Saturday night, and there was just something that that really hit me that I thought was something that might be interesting to share. And that is, he's he's obviously passing at a really really high level, but there was one particular play in this game that I thought was just just a really it was a it was revealing as to how much he's matured as a quarterback and it was a i think it was a third down and 10 or a third and 11 play he was he was near his own goal line he dropped back to pass there's nothing open downfield he throws a swing route out to moss and he completes the ball and i think it was like an eight or a nine yard gain right and and I know that, like, most people are looking at, like, a simple play like that, and they're like, man, why does it – I mean, it's 3rd and 11. Why isn't he throwing past the chains? And the reason why I think it's important to point out this play is is for two reasons. Number one, good quarterbacks don't always throw past the chains to get first downs. They understand that forcing the football can sometimes cause problems as far as turnovers and all those kind of things. But I think there's a little bit – of a psychological edge here that I think takes place that people don't think about. When you throw the ball on a swing route to Moss outside and it's your best player, it's really your best player offensively, not only do you get a completion, he gets a few yards, he got a couple of extra yards for you, but there's a different mindset for offensive linemen when they feel like there was a completion on third down. 
when an offensive lineman is is blocking and he's doing everything he can to protect a quarterback, there's just a mindset and a feel that's a little bit different when you get a completion and it's just a little bit short of the sticks because they feel like, oh, well, we did our job and he was able to get the pass off and we're doing our job and it's just a matter of time till we break through, right? Then if he just drops back and he throws the ball down the sideline, it's incomplete and they're like, man, here I am. I'm working my trash off here for you. And all we're doing is throwing incompletions on third down. There's a different mentality that takes place. The second part of this that I think it was really mature that that Tyler Huntley, because Tyler Huntley did that, is the next play, UCLA jumps off sides and they get a first down. So they got they, they got eight yards or nine yards I think on a third and eleven, and then UCLA jumps off side and and the and the drive still stays alive. And I just I, I just wanted to point that out because. That's the type of maturity that you need at the quarterback position to win championships. And that's the type of psychological edge that he's giving to his team right now by completing the, what, what defenses are giving him. He is not forcing the ball. And I know 13 touchdowns on the year is not burning the house down on stats, but one interception is. And I, I, I can't even imagine, I couldn't even draw up a better quarterback for a Kyle Whittingham-led team. It's just really phenomenal how good he's playing. No question about that. So then it begs the question, why has Huntley improved substantially where Love has either stayed the same or regressed? Well, that's really, uh, you know, that's, 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 an interesting, that's an interesting question, and, and you probably have to go into the psyche of each athlete. But there is something to be said about, you know, I, when, when I speak with athletes, I'm always talking to them about as soon as you think you've arrived, that's when everything falls apart, right? And and when we talk about reading your press clippings and when you get excited about the prospects that maybe you're going to be in the NFL, it's natural to let down a little bit. Nobody has been saying that about Tyler Huntley. If, if we were to rewind and listen to any of the radio shows from before the season started, um, most of us were saying he's probably the third best quarterback in the state. And so it's a little bit easier to be motivated when nobody's talking about you, when nobody is giving you a chance to be a good quarterback. And then I think combined with the fact that Andy Ludwig came in, and man, I mean, Tyler's eyes are just in the right place. He, he, he is looking like a mature NFL veteran playing the quarterback position, and it's, it's really impressive. And I, I'm, t- I'm telling you, I would have bet my house on it that he wouldn't be this good this year. If you would have told me at the first of the year that Tyler Huntley would be the best quarterback, I'd be like, what What kind of bizarro world are you living in? Because I just didn't see this kind of progress. And, you know, you have to credit the University of Utah program. If there's anything that I can say about them, is that you can look around at almost every position and see growth at every position this year where where guys have been developed, where guys are getting the most out of their skill sets. And you don't see that at every university, uh, including here in the state. And, that, you know, that's kind of my measure with coaches is are players improving while they're there? And I can look around at there. I mean, you look at Samson Matua, he's considerably better this year than he was last year. You look around, even Moss is better than what he was last year. And, and then on the defensive side, they've always developed guys. But it's, it's just a real testament to coaching. It's a real testament to guys working hard. You know, Coach Whittingham's been talking about how, how much Tyler's all in. And, and I think that leadership has been the difference in this Utah team and all the other University of Utah teams that have been 
during the Pac-12 is is that they've got a quarterback that's playing at a high level. And I think that's how you you, you have to have a, a quarterback playing at a high level to win the Pac-12 championship. So there's a couple things there. One is that, you know, you get somewhere around, a quarterback gets somewhere around his 10th, 12th, 15th start. You get a full season under your belt. You ought to take off. I think with Tyler, and Kyle talked about this a couple weeks ago, it was clicking in his junior year. And if you go back and you look, you can probably say the first 13 starts, you had one Tyler Huntley, and you've had another Tyler Huntley since then. They started putting up 40-point games last year in October. And so there's a thought that, okay, so he's gone next year, and it's going to take a while, but they can ramp up the next guy along similar lines as Tyler's growth curve. And then there's a youth fan who's thinking, well, maybe it can happen a little faster than that because the other guys in the program have seen how Tyler's prepared and what's worked for him. Can you shorten that learning curve going forward? Well, I think you can, depending on how experienced the quarterback is. If it's if it's Shelley next year, you know, then then all of a sudden it's a little bit different story. But if if you're starting a true freshman, and I, I understand they're recruiting some good players, um, there's always going to be a little bit of a ramp up. But man, is if Andy Ludwig is around, I, I would I would consider the fact that you you can ramp that up a little bit quicker. Um, you know, 13 games, 15 games, I, I, I kind of like that theory that that's kind of when you mature in yourself and you, you feel like you've kind of seen all the different defenses and the different looks that people can throw at you, and so you feel more comfortable um, out there on the field. But I do think that you can ramp it up a little bit quicker than 13 games if you have the combination of a kid that is really willing to work and willing to, to put in the time and the energy that it takes to play the quarterback position. And then, and the other combination is Andy Ludwig. But look, as good and as prepared some of, as some of these young quarterbacks are, the, the difference between a really, really solid and good quarterback at the next level and an average quarterback is the amount of time that he watches film, the amount of time that he spends with his coach. And some guys, it just takes a little while for them to learn that. And uh, I think, obviously, Tyler's learned that. And I think that example to other quarterbacks in the program right now can 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 Utah can reap some benefits from that in the future. So you're involved in recruiting and this uh, kid came out on Twitter, this Katravis Marsh. He was a quarterback commit for Utah and then put out on Twitter, I would like to reopen my commitment. No interviews, hashtag respect my decision. So we're pretty late in the game as far as going forward for the signing date. You know, they have two, one coming up next month and then the one in February. And a lot of these kids and people who are involved, like Kyle Whittingham, believe that the first signing period will overtake the second. I think we already saw a little bit of that last year. The February signing date, which used to be a big deal, was not nearly as big. And so that's a trend. So my thought is for you... How much, how much more difficult is it now for the Utes to go out and get a quarterback when a kid towards the end of November who has been committed for a while decides that he doesn't want to be committed anymore? Well, normally in the past, um, I think it would be hard to get a quarterback you know, this late in the game. But right now, I mean, there's always guys that they're keeping warm that they kind of like. And the pecking order right now is a little bit different than what it's been for Utah. I mean, this this is a team that, for what it looks like right now, they're going to the Pac-12 championship game, and they have as good a chance to win it as anybody and go to the playoffs. And so now, if you're talking about a big-time recruit that's already committed somewhere else, and you come knocking on their door, 
and they're looking at their mid to lower level Pac-12 team or a Mountain West Conference team that they're committed to, you know, they they might be going, well, you know, let's sit down and go to lunch. You know, I might be interested in this. And I think because Tyler Huntley has played so well, because this team is really becoming, you know, it's interesting because they're such a hard running team, and they and they and they've really established that that's their mindset and that that's their personality, but. The passes this year have been surgical. I mean, there's plenty of highlights to show of Tyler Huntley making big-time throws. I mean, just just last game, like one of the throws that he made where he throws it to his tight end over a linebacker and in between a safety, and it's you know a touchdown pass. And then later in the game, it's the exact same throw, and it's a 25-yard gain. I mean, there's all kinds of highlights that, that give you that, that good feeling as a quarterback. Like, yeah, maybe I won't throw as much, but I'm going to get a ton of big highlights because every game there's highlights of Tyler Huntley, whether he throws for 150 or 350. So I think, I think normally it might, might've been a little bit hard for them to go out and find someone this late game. I, I don't think that's true this year. I think they'll find someone and I think they'll find someone they're really happy with. Plus you got all that uh, transfer portal stuff too. That's true. You know, and I'm, that's one thing that I'm really interested in. Um, I'm interested in seeing how that all develops. I think this early signing date and I think the transfer portal is is going to change the landscape of college football going forward over the next five years as coaches figure out what it means, how it can work for them, how they can use it to their advantage, and and how it can be a disadvantage. And so, you know, they're, they're all learning on the fly here, and I think there's going to be some guy that figures it out, and they're going to be like, oh, we need to replicate that. Like – we need to go out and we need to get a senior grad transfer quarterback every year, regardless of whether he starts, because then we have a high quality backup quarterback. Or it's, you know, to get depth on the offensive line, we need to we need to chew up any offensive lineman that we can. And uh, I guarantee you, they're looking at it and they got somebody trying to figure out the metrics of it and how many they can sign and what what is advantageous to them. And so I'm I'm personally watching that very closely because the the portal's just going to get bigger and bigger. And um, depending, you know, I, I had one Division One coach talk to me, I guess it wasn't last year, but two years ago at the All-Poly camp. And there was a particular player from in-state that had signed at USC, and he was a big-time player, and the kid came running up to him. And it was the head coach for, for one of the local schools, and he was like, hey, man, how's it going? And they're talking, and they're chewing the fat, and everything's like really good and I'm like man I go that kid really likes you and he goes yeah you never know and I go what do you mean by that and he goes you never know if it's going to work out at USC I'm still recruiting the kid Uh (laughs) you know know what I mean and he didn't say anything about like hey you need to come to our school or you need to do this or you need to do that he was just asking him how he was doing are you enjoying it man you're a really good football player we wish you all the luck that kind of stuff it was just all goodwill stuff but it was a soft recruit in case that kid ever transferred, you know? And I I think coaches are going to be doing that more and more. It's just going to be like, well, we got to keep being nice to this kid. We may have lost in the first round, but we may win in the second round, and he might be a player for us in the future. Riley, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks for a few minutes. Hey, we'll see you guys soon. You guys, you guys are so good at what you do. Thanks for having me on. Riley Jensen, join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.